whatever it is that you're doing this week. <laughs> Holy shit, it's Christmas. All right, <clears throat> it's Christmas next week, but I mean, it's Christmas. What a, what fucking year, you know? I think that like, I have, for the most part, done a lot of my reflecting around this time as opposed to New Year's. Um, I really don't do much for New Year's. I never have. I mean, I think in my 33 years of life and when I was finding it fun to go out to bars and clubs for New Year's. I think I even still only went out, I mean, I can only remember two times. Number one, I really don't like to feel like garbage town on like New Year's Day. I really don't like to feel like garbage at all. To be really honest with you, your girl really loves to sleep. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I moved out of my home with my now ex, um, a year ago on December 23rd. And so I'm just kind of trying to wrap my brain around the last year and like take a little bit of time to take a couple of beats and sit in that and give myself a couple pats on the back. Okay. You know, which is like historically pretty hard for me to do actually, but I'm going to force myself to do that. And I don't know, that's like kind of, I've been very introspective lately. I'm like thinking about what I'm doing, who I'm doing it with, um, what I want to do, where I want to go. And let me tell you, it's not to the club on New Year's Eve. Actually, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> Hikey old lady vibes, just, I mean, not even old lady, but just, I'm getting surgery. <laughs> That's what I'm doing for New Year's on the 30th. I'm fine. I have a hernia, y'all. Telling somebody that you have a hernia feels like and sounds like the most unsexy thing that you could possibly say. I mean, maybe not possibly, but just like, hey, baby. I got to get surgery done on this hernia. Like, why? Well, I just can't with that. Even the word hernia is so ugly. Anyways, that's what I'm doing. So if you're in my neck of the woods, you want to drop off soup? You want to come and look at my school, my, my, my school, my cool scar, bro? You could do that. <sighs> All right, I guess we're done here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um... Seriously, next next week is Christmas. I am really excited that I have the babies this year. So far, we are rotating year on, year off. Holidays. Catch me next year when I'm floundering because I won't have my children during the holidays. I'm processing out loud right now. Um, yeah, that's a whole thing, but that's kind of where we're at right now. Um I did not have them for Christmas last year, but I was like, I mean, in like crazy do get it done uh, mode because I had just uh, moved out into an apartment, you know, and so I was like heavily occupied 
um, and just trying to like get everything set up and ready for them. And so this year I am looking forward to just like kind of soaking them in and soaking in some time with them. Um, we have like a couple really fun things planned with people that we love next week and we're spending the holiday with people that we love. So I'm feeling extraordinarily fortunate this year, um, to have them with me. But at any rate, let's hop right on into this. I got some like very good questions and very good comments. And just so everybody knows all the time, you can always email um, questions, stories, concerns if you like. You can also send me um, recordings, you know, like an MP3 file. Um, so it can almost be like we're in conversation with one another if you're interested in doing that. And you can just send those to yours in butter at gmail.com. Anywho, I got some good stuff this week. Let's, let's get on into it. Hey Eva, I'm hosting a Christmas brunch for the first time. What are some of your favorite brunch things to make that can be done in advance and won't have me in the kitchen all day? Well, there are, in my opinion, so many ways that you can structure brunch. Also, it really depends on your audience, obviously. Um, if you, if there are like going to be a ton of kids and, and, and even if there's not necessarily, you can do things that are a little bit more interactive. Like the whole board idea is real hot right now. And honestly, I do think that it can be done in a tasteful way that's like cute and kind of kitschy. Um, I would say if you want to go that route, if you want something that's like a little bit more hands-on, playful, um, you could do like some of the pancake boards. And when I say boards, I'm saying like this is kind of, you know, family style. Everybody, you know, everything is like kind of plattered out and then everybody can kind of assemble their own things. You know what I'm saying? And so I know the pancake board type situations are, I mean, you could do the same thing with waffles. You get the idea, right? Also, I do something really similar to this. Um, we haven't done it a ton in the last several weeks, but if you've been listening to this, we do pancake pajama parties on Monday evenings. And that's basically, well, <laughs> let me rewind. What I used to do was either make pancakes or like sourdough discard pancakes, right? And then I would set them all out on a platter you see where this is going. And then like in little cupcake liners, I would put in different kinds of berries and cut up fruit and like dried raisins and sliced bananas and then fun stuff like chocolate chips and sprinkles. Okay. You see where we're going with this. And then there was, you know, like whipped cream and peanut butter and syrup, whatever you're different. Um, and then my five-year-old Scarlett discovered frozen waffles so I'm not suggesting that this is what you do for your Christmas brunch. I am, however, suggesting if you're listening to this and you have children, good luck, you know, make the homemade pancakes. Fuck it. Make the homemade waffles. Don't let them eat a, a waffle that you whack into the toaster, though. Okay, because once they discover that that's a thing, you're fucked. 
I mean, don't even bother. Are you actually fucked though? Or is it like a, this is fantastic because I don't have to make pancakes anymore. As you know, if you know me, if you've been following along and listening to this, I'm more than that. And also, damn, it is real nice to just whack a couple waffles into the toaster on a Monday afternoon. Amen. Anywho, back to Christmas brunch. You could go that route. You could do like buffet style, real easy breakfast, but like kind of um, bougie it up a little bit. Like if you wanted to do sort of like classic buffet style eggs, bacon, sausage, you could make biscuits. Hello. You can make biscuits from scratch. Um, You could also make like some silver dollar pancakes. And like, if you're, if that's not your vibe, you're like, no, I want to do something that's like plated a little bit nicer. Stratas are always really nice. A quiche is really nice. People are really intimidated by quiche. Please don't be. Quiche can be so good and honestly so easy. And that's absolutely something that you can make in advance. Same with strata, get it all prepped and then bake it in the morning. Um, same with like a frittata, you know, if you, if you do want to offer a couple of different things, right? Like some protein options, if you want to, um, have like some sort of breakfast baked good pastry type situation, whether that's a coffee cake, that's actually what I will be doing the day after Christmas or cinnamon rolls. That's typically what I do on Christmas morning. Um, a frittata is a really nice touch. You cut that bitch into triangles. Frittatas are so easy. And honestly, I like, I feel like frittatas are underrated. I also like a frittata. It's basically like a crustless quiche, right? And so it's nice because it's not as heavy. It like lends you some, like a protein type option, but you can still do a couple of other things. Also, if that's like also not your bag, you can kind of think outside the box and do like charcuterie, like a charcuterie situation and also like a cheese situation, uh, approach it that way. And I mean, I don't know. I always feel like people are like, that's not a meal or that's not enough food. I don't know about y'all, but I mean, a handful of meat and a handful of like whatever sort of cracker. I mean, y'all want to make bread, make bread or like some dips, right? Like you have a couple different dip options, some crudite. Don't overthink it. And also make your life easier. And everything that I'm suggesting can absolutely be done way in advance by, I mean, by some of it, a couple of days. If you're making a quiche, obviously you can like make and um, handle your pie crust uh, the day in advance. You definitely don't want to be hanging out in the kitchen, especially not during like a brunch situation. No, thank you. Um, and then some people, I don't know, again, what, what is your crew like? Because some folks and like, what's brunch to you? What time of day? The people that I love the most are not big fans of breakfast type foods. They rather eat leftovers from the night before. So, I mean, you could make like a pot of chili. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like think a little bit outside the box that could be done several days in advance. Um, I think brunch is what you make it. Brunch is such a fucking loose, like people are like, we we went to brunch. It was 2 PM. <laughs> like, no, you went to, that's, that's a late lunch, early dinner type situation in my book. But Hey, you want to call it brunch? Whatever works for you. Anywho, I hope that that was helpful. Also, 
circling back to cinnamon rolls, man, nothing says Christmas morning to me like cinnamon rolls. And I am still so on the motherfucking fence if I'm going to do it this year. Isn't that lame? Especially this, like my, you know, like I got the babies this year. I feel like I have to. The cinnamon roll dough that I do is Heike Brioche vibes. It's actually from, um, the vanilla bean blog. They're a little bit fussy. They are, there are like a couple of steps involved. And when I say fussy, you just have to like give them a tiny bit more time than you would like a standard, um, sweet roll type situation, like a sweet, yeah, like a sweet roll dough. Um, because you're incorporating like just kind of giving it a little bit more intention, attention, but it's so worth it. That said, if you, um, are able to find that recipe, which I will actually link in the show notes because it is my favorite, um, dough recipe for sure. I increase the filling by like I double it if I'm being really honest. And that this is coming from somebody that does not really love hyper sweet things, but just trust me on this. Um, it's so weird to me, but if you make it as is, I mean, it's really, there's not enough filling in there. Okay. And then I also make a cream cheese frosting. That is my own recipe that I will also link in the show notes. Um, that's just again, slightly less sweet, um, which is absolutely my preference. So cinnamon rolls for brunch and then just throw scrambled eggs at people's faces. That's basically what I'm doing in my house. All right. I'm going to do it. I feel like I have to do it. I will report back if I do it <laughs> anyways. Okay. Shelly in Pennsylvania writes, hi, I just want to say that you and your family are so inspiring as a foremost, as a former single mother myself. I remember some of those early days and my heart is with you. Will you have your kids this Christmas? I hope you all have something wonderful planned. Know that you are loved. Miana. Well, as I mentioned, I do have the babies, Shelly in Pennsylvania, and just thank you so. I think about, um, you know, like what it means to be inspiring and what I find to be inspiring and what inspires me and the type of people that I think are inspiring to me. And it always is humbling and gives me pause to know that somebody can look at what I have the capacity to look at as like a fucking dumpster fire sometimes like this mishmash of like hopes and dreams and like grinding and where are we going from here and what are we doing that somebody can look at all of these pieces and find inspiration in that means a lot to me. Um, and listen, I mean, like, I get it. I, you know, on paper, yes. Like, I am able to see that, you know, what we have done and kind of gone through and accomplished over the last year. Like, I get it. It looks like a lot and, and it feels like a lot. And so to know that some of y'all are out there feeling inspired by what we're doing, that means a lot to me. And also that fills up my cup, you know, I think, I think that this last year, especially 
the first half of it, especially, you know, I was like absolutely in this mode of survival and doing and conquering and making moves and climbing, 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 climbing. And, you know, I kind of looked around me and, you know, I listened to like my friends and, and folks that I work with and people that I love and people are like, I'm fucking tired and I'm fatigued and COVID and I miss my family and what the fuck is happening and isolated and all these things. And I remember thinking at the beginning of the year, it was almost like I couldn't even give attention to a lot of that, a lot of those aspects because it was, it was like I was in this like sink or swim, like figure it out or be fucked, you know? And I am absolutely noticing that as the year progresses and I kind of settle into like okay, this is, this is what we're doing and this is where I'm at and this is what our lives look like right now. And it's just now finally where I feel like I'm kind of getting trucked by all of it. And God bless my therapist because that woman I know listens to me and is like, hi, I've been telling you this literally since February, but okay. Like, I'm glad that you're just now figuring this out. But I am, you know, and especially recently, like I just, I'm like, fuck, what a year, what a, what a last two years for everybody as like a collective, right? The last two years have like, I mean, we're, we are steadily walking into year, you know, year two, what are we beginning? What the, yeah, two years of a pandemic. I, I mean, what is even happening? And so all of that aside, you know, I know how much I share and let y'all in on, you know, whether it's this podcast or my social media or whatever other, you know, facets that I show up in. I know that I show up a lot and I, you know, am vulnerable in those ways. And that has its own, um, that comes with like its own set of challenges so if you're watching all of that and you're looking all of that and you can still find me inspirational, I really appreciate you because I'm, while I am proud of some of the things that I have done at the moment, I feel like I'm kind of keeping my head above water with everybody else, you know? So anyways, yes, I have the babies this year and I am so excited to just have them close to me and by me. And, um, we actually recently went, uh, to a different sort of, um, custody schedule and I have them for longer, like a longer duration at a time. And I'm also away from them for a longer duration. And it's been, that's also been challenging. So they come home next week, the week of Christmas. And I, couldn't be more excited to see them. So thanks for keeping us in your thoughts and I appreciate you. Laura from Georgia says, hi Ava. I appreciated your episode about a holiday and food related gifts. I am attempting stolen this year, a German bread with fruit and nuts. And I wanted to suggest it as another wonderful gift idea. Happy holidays. This cracked me up. <laughs> Let me tell you why this cracked me up. 
So I am very familiar with Stolen. Uh, my Oma made it in her own gift, uh, you know, boxes, cookie tin type situation. Obviously, a whole Stolen is not going to fit in a tin, but you see where I'm going. She gifted um, everybody in the family a tin and then... I don't, was it a stolen? I should have asked somebody in my family this, but I don't think, maybe it was a stolen per person or maybe it was one per house. Anywho, you are correct. This is a fantastic gift idea. I also, please don't burn my house down. I don't like it. It is not my favorite. And I was like absolutely the odd man out in my family every single year and always was. People were like, how could you not love this? And it has never been my shit. I, <clears throat> are y'all going to be mad at me? <laughs> Can I tell you what I really think about it? Also know that like my Oma was a fantastic cook. Um, so I really don't think that it was like technique because I really loved everything else that she made. I mean, if anybody could make stolen, it was her. Okay. So I really don't think that she was like fucking anything up, but I just, I don't hate it. Okay. So just, just, just to be clear, I do not hate it. I don't think it's gross, but it is labor intensive. And you might be asking yourself, how do you know this if you don't like it? Let me tell you. When I was pregnant with Maddox, as some of you all may already know or remember from things that I have written or even this podcast, what I did was bake and cook the entire duration of my pregnancy. I mean, I, that is like how I, um, coped with the fact that I had a miscarriage before I got pregnant with Maddox and I really just like cooked and baked my way all all the way through grief and then you know March rolled around and however pregnant I was if Maddox was born in the middle of July but we walked into a pandemic and I cooked and baked my fucking heart out so the Christmas before the Christmas of 2019, I was like, I'm going to make stolen. I'm going to like recreate my Oma's like cookie tin type situations. And I got as far as soaking the dried fruit in the booze. And then I lost steam. There was like this fucking jar of dried fruit soaking in rum on my counter for like two weeks. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm like today is the day. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to do it right now. Certainly I'm going to do, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then it was like, I'm going to do it next week. And then it was like, I think two and a half weeks. And I was like, okay. My ship has sailed. My ship sailed. I really have this problem <laughs> of like, if I have to do something, I suddenly don't want to do it as much anymore. I know. 
But I mean, seriously, it was like this project. And I mean, I love a cooking and baking project. Really, I do. I couldn't get behind that one. It was like I was stoked on it too. I mean, I like researched all the recipes and I had a plan. And I mean, like I was committed for about 48 hours. And then I was like, fuck this. So you are right. If y'all want a, like a baking project and if like that sort of like fruitcake adjacent type situation just really does something for you, make stolen. And if that's not your bag, don't fucking make it because it takes too much time and effort, in my opinion. What I will tell you is the other thing that my Oma made um, that I, I mean, nothing Nothing compares. You just can't even touch it. You just can't even fuck with it. It's millionaire shortbread. That is something that y'all can make and gift. And I'm almost positive I talked about it last week. And if I didn't, that's a shame. But I'm almost positive I did. Just to recap. I did. Just to recap. It's like a... It's like a Twix bar that you make from scratch and it's fantastic. And it really, unlike stolen, does not require you to soak dried fruit in rum. Okay. Make that instead. I am not, I am not dragging you, Laura, from Georgia. I really do. You are absolutely correct. This was a fantastic recommendation. And I loved that you wrote this into me because it was nostalgic to me. And in my opinion, I don't personally know a ton of people that know what stolen is. So find you a recipe, do a little research if you want a project or just make millionaire shortbread. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, man. And then last, but certainly not least, Crystal says, Hey, I found your podcast through your blog, and I just wanted to tell you how comforting I have found both. I'm newly single and a mother to six-year-old twins. Trying to navigate the holidays and everyday life while going through a divorce is challenging on the best days, and I relate to so many of your words. Thank you for sharing parts of your life I think most people would have a hard time sharing. Merry Christmas to you and your littles. Love, Crystal. First of all, what a Christmas miracle it is that I got through reading that without crying. <sighs> See? You guys are really just sticking it to me in the best of ways this week. I almost spaced checking my email as I do before I record a new episode. I try really hard to do things like bury. I really don't batch a ton of episodes. I really try to do them just to keep them like super relevant with the time around us, with what's actually going on in my life and with the kids and with the business and, you know, with certain event holidays, whatever. Um, and I almost spaced. I actually was like gathering up notes and cause I do have questions that, you know, like maybe I haven't answered in the past and I was jotting things down and I was like, shit, I haven't checked my email. And I opened my email to all of these this week. And <laughs> while I share a lot, I don't share everything. And 
it has really been a whole ass week. It's really been like a very long two weeks. And I needed that. And sometimes that feels yucky to me to say, which is unfortunate because I know that it's not to say like, I need a, you know, with like a verbal hug or a written hug or whatever. You see where I'm going with this, but like, I, I needed some of those this week. And so please don't ever think that if you write into me or even like shoot me a DM that I, you know, that I don't read them and process them and that they don't mean a lot to me because they do. So Miss Crystal, what a season that you are in and what a season you are about to be in. And there are so many things to look forward to. I can proudly attest to. And if you have been following along or if you are in the Facebook community, feed me a story. Um, I hope that you have been able to discover enough about me and my story to realize that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I've been thinking a lot about my blog and what a lifeline it was, especially in those early weeks and months of trying to stand on my own two legs as a single mom and a business owner and as somebody that was, you know, separating their life from, from another person, you know, and it's just evolved. And some of that has been me processing a little bit closer to the cuff, you know, just not processing as outwardly. And some of that has been like, I don't have fucking time, which also makes me feel not super great um, because I have connected with so many people like you that, you know, like Crystal, that I know can find my lived experiences relatable. And it's like, I want to give people that and I want to share. Um, and I'm not as much anymore. And for the most part, I'm okay with that. I feel like as I dedicate a little bit more time to this podcast and I dedicate more time and energy to the book that I'm writing, um, a lot of my creative energy goes there. It's like, I'm still processing. I'm just not processing as publicly. Um, but just know that while you find me so relatable, I find you so relatable. And I'm thinking about you and your children. First of all, kudos to you for being the mother of twins because just got on high, you know, two kids is enough, but I think about like every stage that we go through, right? Like the newborn stage, the, I'm at the 18 month old stage right now where it's like a fucking blast in so many ways, but it's like, we're also not fully communicating. And so there's like a lot of shouting and a lot of frustration. And I'm just trying to imagine you doing that on your own with two. And I'm like, I want to hug you twin moms, man, twin, twin, Twin parents, people that take care of twins, y'all are something else, multiples in general, I can't even, but 
Um, you know, I don't know too many details about you and yours, obviously, but I do know the kind of, um, heaviness, um, when you are with your children this time of year and when you're without them this time of year and how it's different. And sometimes in my case, it was good, right? I mean, it was a relief. It was like a necessary, um, break and, um, the separation of, you know, my life from this person. And in lots of ways, it was also like isolating and there was a lot of sadness and I was scared a lot of the time. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to write me and know that I am also holding you close to my heart as well. With that, I'm going to go be emotional all by myself now and not on this podcast recording. If you're listening to this, it is the week of Christmas. And if you celebrate, Merry Christmas to you and yours. I'll catch up with you all next week. Bye.